On today's episode of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast, we're going to be taking a quick look at the important skill of taking notes. Now, I bet you're thinking to yourself, that is a boring topic. And yeah, I mean, there's not too much I can do around making taking notes sound exciting and fun and interesting, but I bet you one thing. You want to pass your exam, don't you? You want to get through that listening section without any difficulty whatsoever, or with at least the least amount of difficulties. And if that's your desire, if you're wanting to make it through and get a high mark on your CELPIP exam, then you need to pay attention to taking notes and you need to develop it as a skill that you are good at and that you can use to help you move through the exam. So yeah, taking notes might not be the most interesting topic to listen to or to think about or to work with, but my friend, it has the potential to make a huge difference for you on the listening section of the CELPIP exam. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. This is the podcast for motivated English learners who want to speak English fearlessly and who want to learn practical tips and strategies to conquer the CELPIP exam. I also love to feature encouraging interviews with regular people, people just like you, who are working towards becoming fluent in English, so we can learn from their experiences together. Who am I? My name is Aaron Nelson. I've been an English teacher for over 16 years, and I now work to help students prepare for the CELPIP exam through online classes. Note-taking has been kind of a hot topic. It's been something that has come up quite frequently and around some very specific questions or very specific hmm, concerns or issues, I guess you could say. And the first one is, do I really need to take notes in order to do well on this test? I mean, maybe I can just listen and do a really good job of listening and I'll be able to just answer the questions without any problems. Well, that's one of the issues that come up, that comes up frequently. Another issue that comes up frequently is when I'm trying to take notes, I get lost. I, I'm so focused on writing down what I'm, what I'm trying to say that I lose my place in the audio. And then I feel like I'm losing important information because I'm so focused on writing, like if you're a typical guy, it's hard to do two things at the same time, like more than one thing. You need to focus, right? And maybe even if you're not a guy, and maybe I'm just being stereotypical there, but it is hard. It's hard to focus on listening and writing at the same time. I get that. And I really do get that that concern or that problem that is being expressed, you know, that I'm so focused on making sure I'm putting the right things down on paper that I, I can't keep listening to what's going on in the audio. Because sadly, you can't hit pause on the audio once it starts in the test. I mean, when you're practicing on your own, you can hit pause as many times as you want and back it up and move it forward and you have full control over the audio, right? 
but not on the exam. Once the audio begins, that's it. There's no stopping it. And you need to be focused on hearing what's going on and actually paying attention to it so that you can answer questions about it. And I think the only way that you'll be able to do this is by mastering the art of taking notes. So I identified two main questions that I've heard or two main concerns around note-taking. The first one being, do I really need it? You know, I'm pretty good at listening. I don't think I actually need to take notes. I should be able to be fine on my own with my own two ears. I can do this. And then the other concern, I can't do two things at the same time. I'm either like really hyper-focused on listening to what I'm hearing and trying to understand what I'm hearing, or I'm hyper-focused on writing down the words that I'm trying to capture on my piece of paper. But I find it really challenging to be able to listen and to write at the same time. Those are the two common issues. So let's talk about the first one, shall we? The, The one where we sit back in our seat and we think, I can do this. I can totally do this. I can totally do this, I mean. I don't need to write notes. I've got a good memory. I'm pretty good at listening to things. You know, I watch movies and TV and English, and I don't have any trouble whatsoever in understanding what's going on in the dialogue. And that's great. If that's you, that's awesome. But you still might need to take notes. And here's why. One. On test day, you're going to be nervous. I haven't met a single student yet or a single person who has actually gone through the exam who has told me, you know what, I didn't feel nervous at all. It was super easy. I didn't feel pressure. It was a breeze. I haven't met anyone. I haven't heard anyone's stories in in saying that. And I've met a couple of people quite a few people actually, who have taken the exam and they all expressed nervousness. And I don't know about you, but when I feel nervous about something, I'm not very good at focusing. I'm not very good at keeping things in my mind because I'm so upset inside about what's going to happen. Am I going to do good? Is this going to go okay? That's probably going to happen to you. Because you are a human being. Human beings get nervous usually when they do tests. I mean, I I imagine there are human beings out there in the world around us today who thrive on high-pressure situations like exams. I personally don't know any of them, but I bet they do exist. And maybe you're one of them. And maybe this is just not something you need to worry about. But if you're like most people, tests make you nervous. And Exams like the CELPIP exam that have so much attached to them, like for many, your whole immigration process is depending on getting the right score on this test. So there's a lot of pressure there. And so those that pressure can lead to nervousness. That nervousness can lead to anxiety. And that anxiety can make you lose your ability to perform well. And note-taking can be your anchor. If you learn how to do it well, if you practice it and perfect your skills at it, note-taking can be the thing that kind of 
keeps you grounded. It keeps you from flying all over the place mentally and emotionally as you're trying to follow what's going on in the listening section of the test. And I hope that by the end of today's podcast, you will begin to see it as being, uh, that you'll be able to see note-taking as that anchor, not something to be feared, not something to be thought of as being an extra that, uh, I don't think I really need it, but something that can really help you, that will be a useful tool in your tool belt, if you will. So, that's my first offering to you. If if you're the one thinking to yourself, I don't need to take notes because I'm really good at listening, I suggest that you consider how you might feel on test day. Nerves and worry and anxiety can mess you up big time, and note-taking can be the thing that keeps you focused. And on the other side of things, if you're the one who is struggling with trying to do more than one thing at the same time, that you just find it so difficult to listen and to write at the same time, boy, do I feel your pain. I I was thinking of several different stories that I could share with you about how that has been an issue in my life. You know, when I was a kid, I used to take piano lessons. I, I was actually blessed with the opportunity to take lots of different kinds of lessons. I got to take the trombone, that didn't last very long because I, I wasn't really good at it. I got to, what else did I play? I think it was just the trombone, the trombone and piano. And the piano turned out to be the instrument that I stuck with the longest. I, I was the kind of person who could play by ear. And all that means is that I could work out how to play songs just by kind of experimenting around with the different notes. But my biggest challenge was reading music. I just couldn't focus on the notes on the music, uh, the music sheet and concentrating on making my fingers go where they needed to go. There was always this breakdown in communication between my brain or my eyes and what I was reading on the, on the, on the music and that connection with my fingers. I just couldn't make it work. And my poor music teacher, my poor piano teacher would get so frustrated with me because I just couldn't do it. I was either focused on understanding what those notes on the paper are trying to tell me. I was either focused only on that, or I was only looking down at my fingers, just trying to remember what would be the next note. I couldn't look at the music and make my fingers work at the same time. That was so much pressure for me. I just couldn't do it. And I ended up giving up piano lessons, sadly, for that very reason. So I get you. If that's what you struggle with, I totally get you. And I was remembering also, as I was thinking about recording this episode, I was remembering a dream that I had, a very vivid dream when I was also a kid. I think I probably would have been in grade five or six at the time. And it was back in the day when teachers used chalkboards to write. And I remember being in that class, in my dream. This was my dream now. I was in this class and the teacher was writing line after line after line of important information on that blackboard, on that chalkboard. And and the teacher was going quickly. And, And the chalkboard in our class was about the size or the length of one of the walls. There was like two big chalkboards 
that were set up side by side. And in my dream, my teacher was writing like a machine across that chalkboard. And she was filling up one side and then she was moving on to the other side. And she told us in the dream, now guys, you need to take down these notes. I want you to write these notes because they're going to be on our test. So you have to write it down. And you need to keep up with me because we don't have a lot of time. And I just remember her going like crazy, writing so much and so fast. And I could not keep up. In my dream, I was struggling to keep up. And I remember specifically getting about halfway through the first chalkboard of lines of writing all that down in my notebook. The teacher had already finished writing and filling up everything on the second chalkboard. She turns around to the class and says, has everybody finished copying the first chalkboard? And all the kids in my class said, yes, except for me. I was still halfway through. I didn't get it even halfway through the first chalkboard. And so the teacher walked over with the her eraser and started erasing everything that she had written on the first half of the chalkboard. And here I was panicking in my dream. Oh no, I can't keep up. I'm not going to be able to keep up with her and I'm going to be so lost on the test. And, and in that moment, as I was panicking, I suddenly realized in my dream, and I just love it when this happens. Maybe you've had this happen too, where I suddenly realize, wait a minute, this is a dream. It doesn't really matter what's going on. This is a dream. It's not real. And I remember coming to my senses in my dream, but I was still dreaming. And I just, in my dream, I just like drop my pen. I lean back in my seat and I fold my hands on the back of my head and I relax. And I just watch all the students around me writing like crazy and me thinking to myself, this is just a dream. It doesn't matter. I don't have to do this. Isn't that a crazy dream? I don't know if you've ever had a dream like that where you kind of realize, even though you're still dreaming, you realize, hey, this is actually just a dream. It doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, those dreams are pretty cool. But sadly, it's not going to happen that way on the exam. If you're feeling left behind as audio is proceeding and you're trying your best to keep up writing your notes, I'm afraid you won't be able to sit back and put your hands behind your head and say it doesn't matter because it does matter. And sadly, you can't stop it. You need to press forward and you need to use note-taking to help you. And to address that issue of not being able to make the connection between what you're listening and what you're writing, you need to focus on one or the other. The only way to get better at that is through practice. Note-taking is a skill. It is something that you can do little by little, maybe even a little bit every day to get better at. I promise you that if at the beginning you suck at it, that's okay. Don't let that suckiness, that, that difficulty that you're having with it, stop you from continuing to try. You need to have this skill in your life, and you need to have it growing and developing if you want to do well on this ELPIP exam. So without further ado, let's talk about 10 things that will help you become a better note taker. 
The first one is using pen and paper. I know, old school. Don't type this out. Don't be taking notes typing. Not on your computer, not on your laptop, not on your cell phone. That's probably the worst place to take notes, by the way. Don't take notes electronically if you're practicing for this. And there's a big reason why. Can you guess what it might be? Yeah, I'm being quiet because I want you to try to think. What would be the reason why you shouldn't take notes using old school pen and paper? The answer is when you're actually in the exam room. When you're taking your exam, you won't be able to have a laptop or your computer or your cell phone out to be taking notes. You will have to take notes using the pen and the paper or the pencil and the paper that they provide you with. And they will provide you with writing material, a pa papers, as many papers as you want, and a pencil or a pen. That's how you'll be able to take notes on the actual day of your exam. So you need to get used to using it. And if you're only focused on practicing using your computer or your laptop, while you're getting some practice in, you're not actually practicing effectively because you're not using the materials that you're going to be using on exam day. So do yourself a favor, practice with actual pen and paper. Next, when you're taking notes, focus on writing down what you hear in chronological order or in the sequence in which you hear the ideas mentioned. Try not to go from one thing to another, like, out of order. Keep it organized in chronological order. So take notes in chronological order and in the sequence in which you hear the ideas mentioned. And I think we might be talking about this in a little bit more, in a few moments more, but taking chronological notes is important because the exam questions are also going to be offered to you or given to you in chronological order. So taking notes in the order in which you hear them will help you to get ready for the test when it comes up. You should also be writing with bullet points. Don't write long sentences. Don't write complete sentences. Use bullet points or dashes and then just your quick ideas as to what you're hearing. and keeping those bullet points under underneath the like one after the other in in a chronological order will also help you to stay organized. And like I said before, the next tip is don't write in complete sentences. Only write enough to trigger your memory later. I don't know if that makes sense, but don't write out a complete word if you can shorten it to mean something to you. Like I'm thinking of the word because that's a that's a pretty common connecting word. And I remember in, in university sh learning that the short form of the word because is the letter B, a forward slash, and then a C. And that just means because. Now, you, you can come up with your own way of abbreviating words. You don't have to memorize, you know, a whole, you know, formal list of ways to abbreviate things. I mean, you can if you want to, but the idea is if, if you can create your own system or your own way of shortening words that make sense to you, even if you invent it on the spot in the moment, that will be important. As long as what you write will make sense to you and will help you to remember what that 
idea or what that word is actually meaning, that's all you need. And like I was referring to before with the chronological order, the next point is write your list from the top to the bottom. In other words, make sure that your ideas are organized vertically and not spread all over your paper, like in a cloud or like as if somebody just scattered a whole bunch of ideas all over the place. Like I'm thinking of uh, where I work. I, I work with seniors and, and one of their favorite activities is to build puzzles, like to put puzzles together. And you know what? The first thing that they often do is, is they, they, they just take the box and dump out all the pieces onto the table and it's just chaos. The, the pieces are everywhere. And slowly but surely, they begin to, to create order with colors and with sizes and with the different shapes and whatnot. But at the beginning, it's complete chaos. Don't do that to yourself when you're taking notes. Like, don't try to fill up the whole paper with putting random ideas and notes in different locations around the paper. Some, you know, beginning in the middle and then writing at the top and then writing at the far corner. No, try to go from top to bottom using bullet points in chronological order. If you do this, it will help your brain to organize the information for remembering it later. So make sure that you're not all over the paper. Make sure that you're going from the top to the bottom. The next tip I have for you is to divide your note paper into columns, depending on the number of speakers that will be active in the audio. And in the intro part of the question, where the, the exam will, will be telling you what's going to be coming up next, it will, it will explain to you how many people will be present in the audio. How many different speakers will be there is what I'm trying to say. So if you notice that there's going to be three speakers, divide your paper into three different columns. And if the if the intro gives you the names or the or the positions, if they're like people talking about their jobs or whatnot, try to write that on the top of each column. Like in column number one, if the person's name is Dave, write Dave. In column number two, if the person's name is Mary, write Mary, and so on. You know, organize yourself as much as you can. And make sure that whenever you hear, like Dave speaking, that you write the important points that you hear Dave mention under Dave's column. And the things that you hear Mary saying, make sure that you write the things that Mary says under her column. Does that make sense? So it's just like an added layer of organization for you. Another quick tip for you is to use drawings to represent keywords. You don't have to write out complete words. You should be using abbreviations like what we mentioned before. And when you can, if it's even faster than writing an abbreviation, try drawing a quick picture. Some examples could be instead of writing the word city, maybe draw a quick tall building. Instead of writing the word love, draw a heart. Instead of saying something was the wrong idea, you could just put an X beside it. Or if it's the right idea, put a check mark. Use pictures to help you represent ideas and move faster through what you're trying to capture. And we've talked about this many times before, this next tip, but you should be practicing watching newscasts and listening to audio interviews where more than one person is involved. Like if you can get an interview with like two or three other people at the same time, that would be perfect practice. But as you're listening, see if you can take notes around the five W's. 
And if you've been a listener of this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me mentioning this before because it is a very helpful and useful way for you to practice focus and for you to practice taking notes. So as you're listening to the news or listening to an interview on your paper, write the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why. And as you're listening, see if you can answer those questions about the audio. Like in a newscast, who is this news item about? What happened? Why is it news? When did it happen? Was it today? Was it yesterday? Last year? See if you can pick up when this event or when this story took place. Where did it take place? All stories take place somewhere. And you'll probably be, probably be asked questions that, that focus on the location of where the story is happening. And finally, why? Why is this a newsworthy story? Why is it important? Write that down. And finally, you need to bear in mind that it is impossible to write down every single word that you hear as you're listening. Nobody can write that fast. Instead, what you should be doing is listening for keywords. Keywords could include, but they're not limited to, the names of places or institutions, time references, the most important event or what happened, again, kind of attached to the who, what, when, where, and why questions. But yeah, see if you can focus on answering those questions. See if you, instead of trying to write down everything that you hear, try to pick out the most important or the most valuable ideas being talked about. And to finish off, I just want to remind you that, and again, I'm repeating myself, but if you feel like this is hard, if you feel like note-taking is just not your thing, that you're not good at it, practice will make a difference. I take physiotherapy twice a week because I have a bad back. And in my physiotherapy, my, my therapist gets me doing exercises that challenge my back and challenge my muscles. And by the end of each practice or by the end of each workout, I'm usually sweaty. I'm usually tired. And a few minutes later, I'm usually quite sore from all the work. But that soreness overnight usually goes away. And I feel good during the next day. But let me tell you something. If I stop going, like what I did about two weeks ago, we went on a two, I had a two week break. I was on vacation. I didn't want to do any more working out. I was tired. I just needed the rest. And when my two week vacation was over, I scheduled an appointment with my physiotherapist. And oh man, our first session was brutal, guys. It was so bad. I couldn't move normally for days. My legs were so sore after the workout that we did. And I told my physiotherapist the next time I saw him, which was about a day, two days later, because he always asked me, how are you feeling? And I told him, oh my goodness, I feel like my legs forgot how to work properly. I can't sit properly. I can't stand properly. I can't walk properly. It just hurts like crazy. And he told me the reason why it hurts so much is because 
you weren't practicing. When you stop doing that regular exercise, your body kind of loses that that strength. It, it becomes less able to deal with it. And so you need to get it back into action again. And the same is true with this. That's what this whole story was trying I was trying to tell you is all about. Practice, practice, practice taking notes. The first few times, Maybe the first bunch of times will be painful, like it was painful for me trying to get back into doing my physio after a two-week break. Maybe it will just feel like everything hurts. It's just not working for you. You want to throw a, throw down your pen and your paper and walk away and never do it again. But keep going back. Keep practicing. Keep trying to focus on writing down the key things in the audio that you're listening to. You will get better. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. I've got a download for you. There's a download waiting for you that has a summary of all the tips that were mentioned in today's episode. So if you were driving or out for a walk or exercising and you just couldn't write down the things that we were talking about, have no fear, my friend. I've got you covered. There's a free resource waiting for you. And all you have to do is go to sellpipsuccess.com forward slash resources. It's totally free. Just go to www.sellpipsuccess.com forward slash resources, where you can download your free copy today. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. My friend, are you struggling right now with your self at prep? Does it feel like you're lost and everyone around you knows what they're doing except you? Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you don't have someone to ask, um, hello, I'm here. And I'm not even waiting for you to ask for help. I'm inviting you to come and work with me. I'm an experienced English teacher and certified CELPIT trainer, and I can help you prepare for your exam. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed with what to study next for the CELPIP exam, and if you're ready to get friendly support and encouragement when you're having a hard time, then today is the day for you to connect with me. I want to work with you. Just go to www.selfipsuccess.com forward slash listener and you'll get a 25% discount when you join the Selfip Success School. I'll put a link for that in my show notes, but that link again is selfipsuccess.com forward slash listener and you will get a 25% discount. The Selfip Success School combines weekly assignments that you can do on your own with unlimited support from me, as well as weekly live coaching calls. Let's work together and conquer the CELPIP exam.